Good afternoon, friends. Welcome to a holiday happy hour edition of the Patrick Lally Show on a stunningly grand and glorious day in the best little city in America. How about we spend a couple hours here engaged in energetic and entertaining conversation on local, state, and national news and politics? Throw in some recreation and leisure, and you've got yourself a recipe for the pre-Memorial Day weekend show here on Information 1000 KSOO. Uber producer Dan Peters is in the studio with us today, as always. Thanks for spending some time with us. Whether you're cruising around on this toasty afternoon in your car listening to Information 1000, maybe you're in a cubicle farm whiling away the final minutes of your weekday your week, work, week, work, as we head into the big holiday and you're on KSO.com or on the KSO mobile app and the KSO mobile app telethon continues, people. Uh, get out there and download that app. We are, we are raising, uh, we're not raising anything. We are raising awareness about the KSO mobile app, which is what you good people need to listen to this program with the one touch live streaming. You bring up the app. You push the little radio thing, boom, listening to the show. How about that? Or maybe a little Chad and Beth in the morning on the Main Street Cafe. You can do that as well. Or any of the other fine programming you can hear throughout the day here on Information 1000. Go out, get that app. Do us a favor. Do us a solid. We don't need much. We don't ask for much. Dan and I, we're just, we're, we're simple people. Your humble servants. We are your humble servants only trying to inform and entertain you in the best way we can. All we're asking you to do is go take your mobile device and download that KSO mobile app. It's pretty easy. And it doesn't take up too much data on your phone either. No, it's fine. You'll be fine. Just do it. Maybe you're following along on Facebook Live, which I appreciate, and you can always keep up to date. Send us comments and such on Twitter, at Pilali Show, which people are prone to do. Well... Hello, summer, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's right. It's it's all over now. Oh my gosh! I rode my bike today, and uh, I was dying coming in here. Ooh, little out of shape, are you? A little bit, and and uh, thank God for the uh, shall we say uh, sub-zero climate here at the KSOO studio because that was just what I needed. Oh yeah, that that will moderate your temperature. Yeah, from being warm outside. It will get it back to below the... We like hmm. to keep it somewhere around 58 in here. <laughs> Winter, yeah. summer, doesn't meat, matter. Meat locker-ish. <laughs> but it is for a good purpose because right. there is high-dollar equipment in mm-hmm. the places where Patrick and I sit. That's true. In separate rooms. So that basically, that's an investment for the company. That's right. We, and, and we're willing to endure that just so we can bring you people this fine program. Yeah, for only two hours a day. Yeah. You know, that's, no problem. that's first world problems right there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Dan, you got big plans for the weekend? Memorial Day weekend? Woohoo! There are actually some church things going on, and I don't want to bore you with the details of all of that it entails, but that's that's what I know what our family has going on. Yeah, you're going to be outside, inside? What's that going to be? They're actually, uh, they'll, they'll probably be mostly inside stuff. Okay. Well, that's, and it's okay. Maybe one gathering outside. We'll have to see how that shakes out. Well, see how hot it is on yeah. Sunday or Saturday and, and how, how much people can stand at being outside. <laughs> that's true. If you have to like sit at a picnic or something, 90 is not necessarily a good time. Although I did, I, bri- I broke down, and I don't do this often, 
but I noted that there is a certain company that has developed a freedom logger for the for the Memorial Day holiday. Really? And it's based on a recipe that was concocted that was in George Washington's um oh. records, his uh notebooks, yeah. his I don't I don't want to say memoirs, but but as yeah. yeah, so so it's basically a batch that 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 he approved Got back it. when he was running the commanding army of George them. George Washington's special recipe. Well, well, you can celebrate a little bit with that this weekend. That'll be good. I have to. I got to go to the dump. Uh, in case you need anything dropped off, let me know. You got like a fridge or something you want me to take out there? I got I got to get a trailer and go to the dump. Got your free pass? Yeah, I do have my free pass. That's why I'm going to the dump. Uh, no, the remains of the background place that are uh, are going to their final resting place at the dump. So that'll be fun. You know, uh, there's nothing better than going to the dump on a 90-degree day. <laughs> oh, man. If it's 90, like normally out at the dump, it's like 105. I don't know why. And 90 and windy yeah, is the, worse. Yeah, it is when there's like particles in the air. <laughs> That's awful. Uh, you know, the dump used to be a lot worse, though, a lot less orderly. You just pull up and, you know, it was a lot less segregated. You just dumped your stuff out and maybe threw some rocks through some old televisions or whatever. And, it was it was just not as organized. You know, now it's like, I won't say it's clean. It's not clean or anything, but they've got a system and these bins and, you know, there's people there and it's just a lot, it's a lot easier. Well, with the amount of usage that the regional sanitary landfill gets, they have to make sure that it's organized or else it would be obsolete way before it's time. Oh yeah. And, you know, it serves a huge area. So like several counties dump into our dump. So it's a lot of dumping. That's a lot of garbage out there. In fact, there's one area, if there's a highway that goes from like, I don't know, it's just south of, of uh, T, maybe, or just south of the city, and it goes east-west, and it's just on the other side of the dump. And I was riding bikes one time out there with a guy who was from Texas, and he looks over and he says, what mountain is that? Because <laughs> it's a huge mound of buried garbage. It's a, it's a landmark of sorts. But, yeah, it's, so I go into the dump tomorrow. Should be fun. Won't be bad. And uh, get, get rid of some refuse around the house. My dump trip is coming. Yeah. And it, it involves all of the brush that mm-hmm. I had to chop up during the fall and the, that, I, that didn't get to the, to the, uh, the uh, leaf drop-off sites. Oh, no. So, well, yeah, there's... You got your free pass? You ready to go? I do have my free pass, but but I still have, I have to cut some down because I don't have a trailer, number one, and I don't have a pickup, number two, so I have to load it into a minivan. Ooh. And so it has to fit. Ooh, that's so, not good, Dan. So I've got to get out the old bone saw. That, that may be part <laughs> of the weekend. I'll be out with a bone saw. Everybody else will be in the air conditioning. I'll say, what's wrong? What? What's wrong with you? Don't you like a little bone saw action out in the 90-degree weather? I'll leave that to you, uh, as it turns out. So have fun with that. Uh, we've got a great show for you today. Our guests uh, include, uh, well, we'll talk about developments in South Dakota politics with Republican political consultant and friend of the show and uh, cotton candy aficionado Tony Reese will be here. Buffalo Maiden is our weird friend of the day, and I'll have a P&L statement just after the break. Today's topic, public input. Mm-hmm. Public input. You're going to want to stay tuned for that. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Yeah! Everybody wants to live. 
it. It's 318 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO, and it's time for the PL statement. And uh, as introduced by our friends, the Bodines, everybody wants to be a little closer to free, as we do every day. And I had, I had mentioned on Facebook to people, I had said, I'm going to play all Clash music this show in honor of the Memorial Day weekend, um, and except for this song. I should have said most and play almost all Clash music except for this song. Because I always play the Bodines, and I'm not going to stop doing that because it's a perfect song. And Patrick has spoken. <laughs> and let the word go forth. Um, so I'm looking through the news, and uh, it's stuff going on, blogs and stuff. And uh, so the city council, our friends in the city council, they uh, are going to have a work session next week. They've scheduled a working session, and they're going to take public input on the public input. And as you all know, if you are a listener to this show or reader of news that is available to you, uh, the public input issue has been around for a while. Now, there's a couple issues here. There's separate issues. So uh, what the, what the uh, council is going to do on next uh, Wednesday, I believe, is at their work session is talk about public input. But it's not necessarily the, what we think of, which is the council meeting. The, at the beginning of every council meeting, which is, you know, become kind of uh, de rigueur watching. Um, that's not the right word. It's, man, we'll just say it's, it's must-see TV. We'll just say must-see TV. And this, however, this conversation is because state law now requires uh, that public be able to make input at more meetings. And so, like, our council doesn't take input at the informational session uh, and uh, things of this nature, and now they're going to have to do that. And so they've got to have a talk about that. But it's, you know, I, I think it's uh, uh, going to be very interesting because even though uh, the issue at hand on Wednesday is just, is, is narrow in that respect, um, they, uh, I'm sorry, the, the meeting is on Tuesday. Tuesday, 3 p.m. in the council chambers. And it's at 3 p.m. And as my friend of the show, uh, Scott Arisman, notes, most people are at work then. <laughs> so good time to take public input on the public input. Um, but it's going to be a bit of a, you know, uh, harbinger, you know. Public input at council meetings is, it's going to be an issue. We already know that. Uh, and while this thing next week isn't necessarily about the main meetings, it's going to be instructive, okay. And Let's just say this now. Yes, there should be public meetings, public input at all public meetings. Uh, it's a, absurd to think there shouldn't be, okay? And most places would want public input. But let's talk about the wider issue here for a moment. It's not a question of whether or not there should be public input, but when it is and how it's going to be controlled in those broader meetings. That's what's ultimately going to be the issue, the main meetings, and it was an issue during the campaign. It's been a point of conversation for a while now. And some people have suggested that the public input portion should come at the end of the meeting on Tuesday nights in order to save time for people with business before the council, you know, because sometimes it can be 45 minutes, you know, half hour, 45 minutes. In rare occasions, it might reach an hour of people just coming up and talking about stuff. That's what you can do. You, anybody have anything they want to tell the council about? People come up and they talk about all kinds of stuff, you know? Car, people's cars park too long, uh, you know, uh, parks that aren't getting mowed or whatever you may come up with. And there is always a small collection of people who comment, 
regularly, right? And there were a few instances where people got a little out of control, right? We know this. Um, But putting it at the end, I think, is the completely wrong idea. And it goes, because it goes against the idea of open and participatory government. If you want to reduce public input on issues before the city, by all means, make people wait around till 9 or 10 when the meeting gets over, or later many times. And that's exactly what a council wants after a long meeting is to sit there and then have public input. But there probably won't be anybody there, so maybe that's what they want. But it's not making government more accessible to do that. And it's amazing to me that this is even an issue. The, the chair of the meeting, okay, has which is usually the mayor, if it's the full council, the regular meeting, has complete authority to limit people or ban others if they violate some basic rules of decorum. That's fine. Nobody, I don't know anybody that disagrees with that. So in a couple of cases where one woman was swearing at the mayor and and she had sort of steadily been getting a little more, cut her off, kick her out. That's fine. Remove her. Uh, There's a gentleman who is... uh, uh, always talking about issues with the VA that doesn't have anything to do with the city. It's 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 possible that you could limit that person's access. But what you can't do is try to limit the people who come before the council because you don't like that person or what they have to say or you think they're annoying or you they show up every time. Sioux Falls should actually be proud of its public input at the main meetings. It's a modern town square broadcast in real time to the citizens of the city. And that's pretty amazing when you think about it, that people actually do come and talk to the council. I can't tell you how many public bodies I have covered in my 30 years of journalism. Yeah, that's right. 30 years of journalism in which somebody doesn't complain that nobody shows up. Okay, some big issue before a county commission or a school board or a city council in another city. And they always say, well, nobody ever shows up. Nobody cares. Well, people in Sioux Falls care. You should be happy that they care. You can't be upset when they don't agree with you or if they're, you know, a little uh, blunt, shall we say. You, gotta, you just got to sit there and take it. And, and the better the meeting is run, the less of it you'll have. People will talk less. There won't be this animosity. You'll have people just, because there are lots of just fine commentary that people make. That's public discussion, you know? I mean, I, don't, I can't think of a better example of public discussion. That's debate. It's the citizens' right to redress their grievances. It's, that's the Constitution, right? It's, it's democracy. It's participatory government. That's what we believe. Be more open, not less. Don't change it. The main meeting. Take input wherever you can always take the input you're better we're a better government for it we get better product for it and we get better decisions because of it don't change it 
That's the bottom line on today's PL statement. You can agree or disagree with me. Email me, Patrick at KSOO.com. You can go to our Twitter feed at P Lally Show. That's P L A L L E Y S H O W, P Lally Show. And uh, send us a comment there. Always good to hear from you. Love chatting with everybody. Coming up after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters. We've got the Buffalo Maiden in for Weird Friends. Very special extended edition of Buffalo Maiden for the holiday because she's out there in the tourist mecca of the Black Hills, so that'll be fun. This is the Black... (sighs) This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And I said I was going to play mostly Clash music today. So here here comes the run. Start with a little Should I Stay or Should I Go for our guest on Weird Friends, as we do most Fridays, the Buffalo Maiden out in the Black Hills Bureau. Buffalo Maiden, how is it out there? Well, my gosh, it's a simple answer. You should go. You should go west, young man. I know. Uh, it's beautiful. I mean, we're suffering. We're suffering terribly out here. It's, what, 70 degrees, cool breeze, sun shining. It's just miserable. Miserable. Yeah, yeah when's it going to snow? <laughs> we're done with snow, I believe, for this oh, year. I put good. my shovels away last week. <laughs> that's good. Of course, I never do plant flowers before Father's Day out here because you just never know. It could freeze. You just could freeze. never know when that that snow's going to sneak up. So uh, Memorial Day weekend in the hills—it's a big weekend, right? I mean, you run a restaurant. You're in the you're in the tourism <sighs> industry. When I say yeah. the industry, I mean the business. And yeah. and yeah. so it's very very <laughs> busy for you, is it not? It's very, very busy. We started last weekend, you know, with free weekend in the park, and it was a little chilly, but it was beautiful. Uh, and so we started with the tourists last weekend. Um, you know, those lovely little Teslas that, uh, you know, they, whatever, the Tesla rally was in town. Oh, that's But this right. weekend is crazy, and we are crazy short-staffed, like everybody in the United States, because, you know, we have such low unemployment, which is awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. But, but we need can't to deal with any, it. You can't find anybody to work there, right? Well, you can find, right. I mean, we're sharing, you know, the people that are working are working two, three jobs. And I, which is great, you know, let's make the money while we can. But we need, uh, we need some help. Hey, I gotta, we can get to that in a minute. Okay. We have have plenty of time today. It's it's Memorial Day. We do. We just talk forever. So. Okay. uh, Nobody's listening. No, there's a lot of people (laughs) listening because they're all off work. Um, The uh, Tesla thing. Let's go back to that for a second. So I have this vision, I have this vision of, you know, so like during the rally, the big rally, the Sturgis yeah. rally, the, the, the Harley rally, which is way louder than should ever be allowed. That, right. that's, that's a loud room. A Tesla thing must be very quiet. <laughs> it's, the, it's the sound of silence or the rally of silence. Yeah. yeah it's very quiet. And, and you know what? It's really quite boring, I think. Uh, don't <laughs> let the, I mean... Okay, so they, yeah, maybe we talked about this. So they said, oh, there's going to be, you know, $5 million worth of cars in the hills this weekend. 
Well, that's 50 cars. <laughs> so, you know, and most of those guys are driving solo because there isn't a lot of women that are excited about driving in a Tesla. Um, so we're talking maybe 75 people are coming to the hills for this thing. And, and you know, who is that? I can't, I can never remember the guy who started. But Elon he, Musk. He, in, he invested $2.5 million in Custer. I don't know how we got him to do this because I, I keep reading these reports that he is kind of odd. $2.5 million to put in eight Tesla charging stations. In Custer? In Custer. And you know where they put them? Uh-uh. Behind the grocery store in a <laughs> dirt alley with a dump pile behind it. And so <laughs> you're going to drive your $100,000 car down a, a road where the, where the you know, delivery trucks go and then, and then charge it and stand there like an idiot looking at the back of a, a grocery store. Well, I think it I takes know. a little while. Nobody asked me about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I imagine they needed to be, you know, right on, right on the main power line, right? And they needed. Well, we have power out here. Pat. Well, I there's know power that. Everywhere. <laughs> I mean, there's, you know, we got power. But we, we're even getting yeah. fiber optics pretty soon. I don't oh. know. Sometimes. Is yeah. your radio station on the air yet out there? It isn't, but don't bring that up. That's a whole another story about a really bad guy. Oh, okay. But um, I don't want to go into it then. Yeah, no, we might get sued for that one. So have but you no, the seen Tesla, any of these tests? Is it this weekend or was it oh, last Oh, yeah. Weekend? Oh, no, it was last weekend. Oh, yeah, we used to see them. Yeah, because they're all over there charging. Because there's eight charge stations. you got 50 cars. So they're all kind of standing there in the in the dirt <laughs> uh, waiting for the cars to charge. It's really quite comical. And every year they come, and every year we have massive hailstorms. Eight feet of, uh, or eight inches of hail uh, in certain places throughout the uh the hills last weekend. Oh, Every year they come. And I don't know, you know where they come last weekend huh. to visit the hills? Because it's free weekend in the park and they can't <laughs> afford the park fee. So they have to come visit free weekend in the park. That's not, why they, that's not why they come that weekend. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so they and come I from see... all over the country to yeah. the Black Hills. Yeah. In their Teslas. Yeah, $5 million worth of cars. Well, they're cool, though, and, right? And, you know, they're nice-looking cars, but I wouldn't, I mean, I don't know. Is it really that cool? I mean, they're quiet. It is the sound of silence. But if you give me a motorcycle rally, you know, you bring me 100,000 people, even a low motorcycle rally like last year mm-hmm. was, you know, 100 times better financially than Well, than but, the you know, everything can't be, I mean, how's the, the Corvette rally? It does really well, right? So in the world, in the, in, the, in, the, in the spectrum of Black Hills rallies, of which there are many. Hey, don't forget the spider rally. That's the new one. Remember that one? That the, one's the, the spider the with the three-wheeled? The, yeah. The three-wheelers. That's yeah. the first. That's, that's coming up, too. And then you've got the Corvettes. You've got the Goldwing people. Uh, oh, yeah, the Goldwingers. Yep. Uh, uh, you've got, uh, uh, like, uh, Volkswagens, maybe? Microbuses? What? <laughs> No? Shaggin' wagons, is that what they call them? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we've got a rally for everything, I think, except, you know, politically. But um, So which, but after, the, after Sturgis, the mother of all rallies, what is the next best sort of regional, whether it's a car rally or whatever the event Well, there's the Mickelson Trail ride. Is that a rally? That's not yeah, really no, a rally. no, that counts. Those are bicycles. That's good for you, isn't it? Yeah, that's a good one. That's an excellent one. That brings 700 bicyclists, and you know... They're all riding their own bikes, except that's for true. you know a couple of friends of ours that tandem. But um, so that's a, that's huge. That's seven hundred people, and that might not be five million dollars worth of 
bicycles in no. the area, but Maybe. it could be a million if people are riding decent bikes. Well, it's a lot of people. 700 people all riding, yep. all coming through approximately at the same time. They stay. It's a three-day. Yep. The Mixland Trail ride is like a three-day deal. I mean, nobody it's rides a three-day deal, yes. And it's sold out. I mean, it's yeah. sold out every year. Well, the average age That's, of the thing is like 68. Oh, right? I mean, they're, yeah. they're, they're older. Yeah. So you don't want to make yeah. them ride the whole thing in one day. Well, who would? <laughs> they used to have one. You'd ride all the way from... I know, the Big Mick. The Big Mick. But you cold. know what? They couldn't get any volunteers for that because, hmm, I don't know, you're out there in the, uh, and they have, I don't know, they probably had 50 people ride that thing. You'd have to do it yourself anyway. Uh, yeah. Hey, can you stick around because I want to talk to you about uh, a workforce, okay? Yeah. You got yes. You got time? You're okay. I got time. Yep. Unless right. my attorney calls. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna just see. We're gonna just go out with a little bit of class here too. Okay. Um, and uh, we'll be right back on the Patrick Lally Show with more of the Buffalo Maiden on Weird Friends. This is Information One Thousand KSOO. Should I stay or should I go now? Should I stay or should I go now? Three forty-six on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO, and we continue Clash Afternoon here on the show as we head into the big Memorial Day weekend and continue our conversation with the Buffalo Maiden from the Black Hills Bureau in beautiful downtown Custer. Uh, Buffalo Maiden, you were talking a little bit earlier about um, workforce problems, and we've talked before about the issues that the tourist industry is facing out there in the Black Hills. Um, and you, you've been you've been firing away letters and such, haven't you? What's the status out there? Well, it's so funny that you should ask because uh, in the last uh, a half hour, they uh, finally there's a press release that has come out of the Department of Homeland Security um, and also a uh, press release coming from John Spoon. The, the first one... John Thune, he's trying to introduce, or he's introducing a bill to change the H-2B visa to prioritize for uh, states that are low unemployment mm-hmm. and then also that have maybe uh, seasonal uh, uh, jobs, you know, increase in jobs just so that people can, um, you know, make a living kind of thing. And so his, his bill is being introduced, uh, which is, it makes sense. I'm still kind of reading it over. He's basically... Um, I don't know. We don't want to bore people. But, but it, anyways, it's largely a good thing, for as you see It's it. largely a good thing. It's maybe a hint conservative, go figure. But um, what he is trying to say is that in states where uh, we have um, 3.5% unemployment, that there would be 1,500 H-2Bs. And an H-2B can apply to stay for a year up to three years. Mm-hmm. And so um, what he's saying is don't use those people in the count. And the count is set at 33,000, uh, per season. So you get 33,000 for the winter season, 33,000 for the summer season. And you can carry it over. This year, currently, there are, um, people that there are requests right now that are, uh, at about 98,000 employees were requested for this year. And we're at 66,000. And the nice thing that Congress did when they balanced the budget is they pushed through 
and said, go ahead, Department of Homeland Security, uh, you can increase the cap on the H-2Bs. Mm-hmm. And, and so, I don't know. What's interesting is that she, uh, this Kirsten, or I don't know how you say her name, Nielsen. Kirsten Nielsen. Yes, she just said, she just put out a press release saying she's going to increase the cap for 15000 Well, that's Which is what good. they did a couple of years ago, John Kelly. Yeah, it's awesome, except that we're still, you know, uh, she could have done it for 68000 Oh, they, I see. She had that opportunity. And then she's claiming that, Congress has passed the buck on, on this decision and turned it over to the Department of Homeland Security. But you know what? She's had since the balancing of the budget, which was at the end of March. Something like that. It's been... she could have, she, she's been sitting on this for this long. And meanwhile, businesses throughout the entire country are shutting down because they can't find homeland and they can't find people to do home, you know, the, the landscaping. They can't find roofers. They can't find and, and uh, contracts have been canceled, hotels aren't opening, businesses aren't opening, uh, because she's been sitting on this thing that Congress passed the buck. And so for for seasonal tourist-based businesses, like a lot of the people in the Black Hills, it's been a particular hardship. It's been a very big hardship, and thank goodness, you know, the weather has been a hardship, too, <laughs> so that we, so maybe it was a blessing in disguise because it hasn't been terribly busy, but the stress that it caused for a lot of people uh, to determine whether they should open their business or not, or their livelihood, it, it, it's been kind of a, uh, I'm sure it's, it's been quite a ordeal. It's been very stressful for me, uh, and I have help. I just, I've just been waiting on a, a couple of more. Hopefully I'll get them on this 15000 So other folks in Custer, uh, uh, we've talked about the, the Rocket Motel there. They, mm-hmm. They're a user. Also, uh, some the Baker's the, Bakery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, what do you hear from those folks? Are they struggling to find people? They're totally struggling. Um, they haven't opened. Uh, the Rocket, I think, is just making it work. Um, some of the other hotels didn't open until last weekend, and normally they open, you know, the first week of May, so they've lost out on that income. Wow. Some of the other hotels are just making it work with with skeleton staff, which is fine. I mean, you know, so are we. Uh, you can, you know, you, you got to work. This is what you signed up for. So, but it it's nice to be able to. Uh, also, uh, do do what you want to do. Do the hours that you need to do, and 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 make it make make some money this summer. It's a sales tax thing too. That's what I I finally my last letter to the senators was all about the sales tax. So I don't know if that encouraged them or not. I'm sure it did. I'm sure it was your constant and and prolific <laughs> letter writing. I'm pretty sure they're not going to come see me. Oh, I'm you know, sure they will. Where else are they going to get I don't know. Customers? It's been a long time. We they used to come see me in Sioux Falls, but they don't. They don't get out here much. Bill Janklow once came, but you know that's a long time ago. Are you telling and, uh, me? Are you telling me that you don't get members of the delegation in your fine restaurant in downtown Custer? No, uh, not like the old days. What? I'll. I'll well, you. You want me to take care of that for you? Pass here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get it out there. I appreciate what they're what they're trying to do and what they're doing. Um, I hope they appreciate all my letters. My letter writing. <laughs> Do you think that the senators <laughs> actually see your letters? No. And I have actually stopped because you know I do work. I do have to cook for a living, so yeah. um, I do have to chop. So my fingers are. I had to stop writing letters after a while. Yeah. But hopefully, fifteen thousand is fifteen thousand. So that should help some businesses. I still think that there's many throughout the United States, Kentucky, Colorado, uh, that are just in uh, hurting big time. Well, and it doesn't make sense. I mean, I don't, 
it was it's supposed no, to help American workers, but is, it does not help anybody. Right, and they right. Her response was, is, is, you know, H two Bs were originally meant to protect American workers, um, and she wants to make sure that we're not intentionally harming American workers. Well, at three point or what are we? Two point six percent unemployment in the state. Is Something that like where that. we're it's at? It's very low. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, only low. the unemployable aren't working. You know, like uh, you know. Yeah, I wasn't going to say you, but um, you are working. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. What What else is going on out there this weekend? I mean, uh, you don't have you're done with the Tesla thing. What are there big events over Memorial, or is it just kind of like laid back? I think it's pretty laid back. You know, I was just trying to check to see what kind of interesting happenings are going on, and it's basically everybody just trying to get a, 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 you know a camping site for the weekend and, and get get in. Uh, I guess the, the lakes are completely stocked with fish. You can get your limit in like 20 minutes. Really? Yeah. So, that sounds fun. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's beautiful. It's green. The burn of the um, the fire last year in mm-hmm. Custer State Park, mm-hmm. that's pretty, uh, you you should come out and see that. I know. I'm coming soon. I, it's going to happen. Okay. It's, it's gonna brilliantly happen. Yes. green. It's and awesome. then it's vibrantly orange, and it's not the beetles, but it's the needles from the burn. Oh, and so weird! It's just some amazing colors. Uh, sad, but you know, I guess things like that have to happen. Yeah. So, well, Buffalo Maiden, but, thanks a lot for taking some time for us today, and good luck with the uh, with the senators, and let us know what yeah. they say. Okay. All right. You, yeah, there. you have a great weekend. All right. See you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Coming up after the break, we're going to. Uh, talk just a little bit about what's some stuff that's going on here in the greater Sioux Empire and then we will be moving into a little Phil Shrek in the weather followed by the Tony Reese political re- Republican political consultant Tony Reese so stick with us this is the Patrick Lally show information 1000 KSOO Fifty-eight on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSO. Oh, and coming up tomorrow, Falls Park Farmers Market, eight to one down at Falls Park. It's awesome. Get all kinds of events at our calendar at KSO.com. Coming up after the break, we got Phil Shrek. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. Four fifteen on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. And London is calling, except it's Tony Reese. Tony Reese, Republican political consultant who has nothing to do with London, as far as I can tell, except for his normal collection of sweaters, which he is not wearing today. Tony, how are you? It's it's 90 degrees, and if I have anything ever to do with London, I certainly hope it's not with Stefan Helper, or whatever the guy's name is, that uh, tries to infiltrate various Republican political campaigns to <laughs> spy um, or not spy, investigate. I don't know. I don't know. What, what's the word of the day that we're using uh, for the uh, Russia non-collusion collusion uh, saga? Already? <laughs> right to that? Right to the non-collusion collusion? <laughs> the thing is, okay, let's talk about that for a second. It's not even on my, maybe it's on my list. Not even on my list. But it is. So this is a very interesting strategy. It's been written about. I didn't make it up. Um, that the that Trump has gone completely on the offensive trying to marginalize uh, Mueller and and make it you know the whole witch hunt thing and just pounding away pounding away pounding away is it working? Maybe I don't know. We'll 
<laughs> the only it doesn't time, matter. I think I think it I think politically I think it does matter. I think that the president uh, likes to have sort of um, enemies of the right, but a foe to to go up against. That's I think when he mm-hmm. is almost at his his best, when there's like something tangible that you can go to, and it's not just sort of his obsessive the, best. The, yeah, the, it's not just sort of oh the Democrats are, are are doing this, but you know when he can focus in on one specific thing. Um, I also share the the theory that. The president doesn't mind that this continues to go on. Um, I think that he knows that there's nothing there, and I think that the investigators know that there's nothing there. But um, just from his own standpoint, I think that he knows that if the Russia collusion witch hunt were to suddenly go away, the media would have a lot more time on their hands and start questioning his judicial appointments, which I think are fantastic. But, uh, you know, and some of the other things might um, get a little bit uh, more scrutiny than they, they currently are. And as, you know, somebody uh, who admittedly eats Trump hair cotton candy, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm OK with the, the media not necessarily focusing, um, you know, too much or making up, you know, stories or, or and the media should always, you know, give everything its due scrutiny. But sometimes too much scrutiny when they're trying to. Uh, pick a narrative on something is, uh, you know, not helpful to uh, to the agenda. Well, do you think? I'll, I'll I'll give you this theory, and you just tell me what you think of it. So the 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 idea that that Trump himself was in any sort of contact with uh, Russians in terms of the election. I, I mean, there's no evidence to suggest that, and nobody has said there's evidence to suggest that. But what it does keep turning up are a lot of people who are doing some fairly smarmy things who have connections to Trump. Now, that's not his fault. You know, is, is, it, is it his fault that Paul Manafort is, is a political mercenary? No. And he hired him and then he fired him, but he's close to him, right? Yeah. Does that, does, is that an implication in some measure? Or uh, some of these uh, other, uh, Cohen, his attorney, who there's a, there's a story today about Cohen uh, uh, hooking up with an oligarch on a million dollar contract, and he's Trump's personal attorney. You know, it's they, be, they you get two steps instead of what should be six on some of these people who are connected to the president. It's possible that a lot of people around Trump could be in trouble, but it's got nothing to do with Trump. Is that a fair theory? I think it's a fair theory, and I think that you know some of the folks that could be in trouble. Have, the trouble has nothing to do with the election. It has nothing to do right. with the campaign. Um, and I think that's where a lot of people's frustration is lying um, is, you know, when you've got, you know, Paul Manafort, who ran Trump's campaign, was hired, then fired, you know. And gets but didn't ever go away. Never I mean, really, never really went away. Um, and it gets, gets investigated and they decide, oh, we're going to bring up something completely different that we found. Okay, great, you found it. But it had nothing to do with... With the election, and my whole thing on this is if we're if we're trying to investigate Russian influence and collusion and meddling, well, now why, those are why, two different but, things, right? But why aren't they talking to the Russians? Well, you can only talk. They did talk to the the Russian. They talked to the woman who was in the meeting Af- with, after after she went to the AP and said, "I've never been talked to." Well, and I met with with the Trump campaign. I understand, and they had uh, they've had Jared Kushner back in and all that. They just had him back in, so. The but the idea that there's nothing there, they, like we shouldn't, there shouldn't even be a special counsel to look at what's going on. That that's just that doesn't have any standing, because the problem is is that Nunez and the boys have so 
uh, marginalized the idea that the Russians had any effect on the election, collusion or no collusion, take that completely out of it, that it's, it's like because Trump is uh, part of the conversation, they've decided that the, what the Russians did is of no consequence. Well, I don't think, I don't think that. I think what, if, if we're going to talk, because you're right, it is two separate things. There's the collusion thing that seems to be what the special counsel is looking at. I think he's looking at all of it. And there's also Russian influence or meddling. But if we're going to look at Russian influence or meddling, we need to also look at uh, English influence and meddling, Mexican in- influence and meddling. Um, you know, again, it, the you're, Vatican again, you're, influencing you're, But you're downplaying. I, no, the Vatican as, didn't have a uh, a small army of people working in digital space trying to screw with the election. But you know who did have a small army of actual physical people here working illegally to um, and aiding one political campaign? The Australians. The Australians Labor Party in Bernie mm-hmm. Sanders' campaign was fined mm-hmm. heavily for this mm-hmm. because it amounted well, to, that's fine. to international, but but it amounted to international donations, which is super highly illegal. And they've been do. fined? And it's and out they, there, right? Right. And they, and they, but don't you but still want to know about not, the Russians? No, and I also want to know, okay, how did... Sure, how I want to know it all. How, how did Pope Francis saying, oh, Christians... He could say whatever he wants. I know they could say whatever he wants. Did he have a cottage industry? No. But that has got an influence. But he does have a cottage industry of, you know, 25% of the electorate are Catholics. And so, you know, they do listen to what uh, what the Pope says. The Catholic Church has been telling people to vote for Republicans for, you know, the last, since Reagan, because of abortion. So then that's meddling. I know. The Pope can say whatever he wants. I know. And the Russians can go on Facebook and spend $100,000 on ads. You think that's what it was? That's just naive. That's That's like uh, Buck Sexton, who comes on after this show, keeps talking about a couple of guys in their basement. That's not a couple of guys in their basement. If you read anything about the people who went to these places, you know that it was a massive operation. And I want to know. I'm not saying it is, but I'm just saying it's not. A huge thing, and I don't think it had it really. I don't think it, it affected I, the election. No, one way or the other, so, but don't but, you want to know? But not not for the amount of money we're spending on the special uh-huh. press at six to oh, seven so million it's dollars only, a it's year. It's only about no, money. No, it's not. I see. It's not. I see. We only want to know if the election's been screwed with if you can do it on the cheap. But if if it's going to cost a lot of money, I really don't think you, it's that big a deal. Well, you just you just said that you don't think it had an effect on the uh, the outcome. I don't of the think election. it would have changed the outcome of the election. The outcome of the election was decided on a lot of different factors. But the fact that these things were going on is very troubling. And you could affect an election. You could change. You could flip a state. Yeah, maybe. it's possible. And that's what I want to know. And if that's happening, we should know. I don't care who you are in terms of the political spectrum. And the danger for conservatives in this is that they will are they, it's become so much about defending Donald Trump and still attacking Obama they're not seeing the forest for the trees sometimes. That's my concern. And my concern, I guess, is that, you know, when you've got social media, which are inter- huge international um, private businesses and yep. private entities, how much just are we going to allow the uh, Federal Election Commission to sort of regulate who can buy ads and when they can buy ads and what those ads can say and and all of that or promote pages or promote events or put events on Facebook because that's what it amounts to. It amounts to putting up a couple of memes and some events. Oh, and, my God. Well, no, they, they, no the, I, well, it is. But, it's but social the, media, and yeah, that's right. all it is. Yeah, and, the, and the Russians, or, also the Russians, the Russians yeah, it's also organized the anti-Trump rallies immediately after the election, that thing in New York. They want dissent. They oh, want chaos well, in the American course. electorate. And don't you want to know that? 
we know that's what they want. No, you get the congressman saying it doesn't do this. Buck Sexton, who's a host of a conservative radio talk head, a talking head, saying it's a couple guys in their basement. He's minimizing what what could be a very serious problem. And I don't care who they're trying to. They're just trying to foment dissent and chaos. And I think I think a lot of countries were doing that um, in the last election. I think that Russia's doing it in a lot of countries. Yeah, yeah, and so so do we. I mean, we well, we do have the CIA, right? So, I mean, that's the other side. So of it everything's it's fine. Like, it's like everything's fine, it's, right? It's, it's kind of like a, who are we to who are we to talk, right? <laughs> I mean. Well, sometimes that's true. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll give you that. We we have overthrown our fair share of governments and propped up some others that maybe weren't the best people. We have a bad track record. Yeah. There's no question. Yeah. It's why when people say, "Well, they hate us," well, there's there's a, a reason they hate us in this particular place. Yeah. I, he's called the Shah. I don't know if you remember him. <laughs> Do you remember the Shah? Um, Are you old enough to remember the Shah of Iran? I think that's a little bit before I know the name. Oh. Um, well, you should. It was yeah. I, I, I not know, a I, good guy. I, 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 yeah, I know that. You know, I know the history of it all. So, oh. I mean, obviously, I read that the situation in Iran hasn't really changed much over the last forty years. They're still no authoritarian. Not much has changed in geopolitics over the last. 40 or 50 years since. Kind of Hosni Mubarak-ish. The The old boss, same as the new boss. Yeah, Dan just said, Hosni Mubarak, what are you talking about over there? Yeah, he was the Egyptian leader, Hosni Mubarak-ish. He was kind of like the Shah. Uh, I see. Yeah, Hosni Mubarak. The Shah, the Hosni was Mubarak. Hosni Mubarak was like the second coming of the Shah. That's what Dan's saying. Did he come and speak at the Bull Forum a couple years ago? Hosni? I don't remember that. Mubarak there? Uh, No, that was... uh, who was it? Who was the president of Pakistan? That wasn't Hosni Mubarak. That was, uh, 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 what was his name? A little guy with the dark hair. <laughs> I can't remember. Dan will find it on the yeah. on the break. How's that sound? <laughs> that sounds great. Uh, we are going to uh, play us out here with just a little more Clash. And uh, we'll be right back with uh, Tony Reese, who is a Republican consultant on a lot of different issues, none of which we'll talk about here today because he needs to make money, too. Right? (laughs) All right. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000. K-S-O-O. Four thirty-four on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000. K-S-O-O. And we return to our conversation with uh, Tony Reese. He, of course, is a uh, Republican consultant for hire. If anybody's looking for Republican consulting, you, I mean, what do you, you'll work for anybody. I call you a Republican consultant, but you will, if anybody has needs your services, regardless of party or philosophy, will you work for them? Or how's that work? It, we do issues. Um, so we do public policy issues and, and that way we don't really work for candidates, but you know, I'm a Republican and I'm a consultant, and I've worked for Republican uh, races in the in the past, uh, U.S. House races, U.S. Senate races, state legislative races. Um, so that's a little bit about my history. We do uh, mostly uh, issues and issues management now. Well, there's a lot of those. So is it just things that are on the ballot, no, or are you just like no, consulting no. and advising on how to navigate a particular political situation? The latter. Um, so we, we do 
Uh, at times, take on ballot issues. Um, every couple of years, uh, one will pop up that sort of piques our interest or fits our our skill set and and um, portfolio well. But uh, uh, one of the funnest ones I worked on was the event center campaign here in Sioux Falls. Oh, so I didn't we, know. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I had forgotten that. Uh, <laughs> some because I was talking to somebody else about that. And what side were you on? Who were you working for? We're building now. Build it now. Okay, got it. Um, and we built it, and it's been good. I think. Well, and what's the strange bedfellows here? Uh, you are actually friends with. Can we say this? Yeah, you can say okay. it. Scott well, Harrisman. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a funny story on how Scott and I became friends because he was so anti event center, still mm-hmm. is to this day, right? Yeah, it's right. Kind of annoying. <laughs> annoying. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, he was uh, down a touch of Europe, um, and my wife and I went down one night, and it was after the event center vote, and I didn't read his blog. I didn't read the posts that he was mm-hmm. doing on there because it's just, you know, when you're working on a campaign, it's kind of a, you know, waste of time and time mm-hmm. and energy and why get your, your blood all worked up mm-hmm. that early in the morning. That's what coffee's for. <laughs> um, and so we went down there and uh, saw Scott and uh, he, he was our waiter for the evening. And uh, my wife and I uh, were living downtown at the time, went for a nightcap at someplace next mm-hmm. door. And she goes, I think that was Scott. I think that was South Dakota. I think that was South Dakota. <laughs> And so we, uh, we Google picture him at the time. He had that little cartoon of him like yeah. growing up on his thing. And so we figured out it was him. She's like, well, I'm going to go back there. I'm going to give, give him a piece, piece of my, of my mind. mind. <laughs> I was like, no, no. I said, I got an idea. So I got an idea. I'm going to get him to like me. And then I'm going to tell him who I am. <laughs> so we would go down. We got to know Scott really, really well. And then one night uh, we went in and I said, hey, when he it was a really busy night down at Touch Your Ear. And I go, when he got a minute, I got I got some information for you at the event center and his ears perked up and he put his little portfolio down and he goes, yeah. And I said, I worked on the pro side campaign. I helped get that thing passed. And he goes, Oh, well, well, you did a good job. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's that's like six, six or seven years ago now. And we still hang out. So, well, that's good. See, you don't, people can get along. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. You don't have to be mean to each other. If you and Scott Erisman can hang out, then anybody can. Well, that's very sweet of you to say. <laughs> <laughs> the, the moment that Scott Erisman and I are the last great hope for humanity, is, <laughs> it's time to pack it in, folks. The um, end is near. <laughs> let's let's talk about politics for a second. What do you make of this story about uh, Marty Jackley's involvement in the settlement uh, in the harassment suit by a uh, former agent uh, Kaiser? Uh, I believe her name is, and so, it be, but the, the the whole deal becomes uh, the the state, the DCI lost this uh, lawsuit for sexual harassment up there in Aberdeen for a significant amount of money, oh, over a million dollars, and then the check doesn't show up, check doesn't show up, check doesn't show up, and then the the implication here is that Jackley is dragging his heels on paying it because uh, Kaiser has become uh, connected to the Nome campaign. Is this is this story hurting Marty from a political standpoint? I don't see how it can help um, Marty. Um, just aside from from the former agent's you know story about how she went through the proper channels and reporting and reporting and you know thought that you know the attorney general would you know certainly be sympathetic and help and you know according to her was not um, and the jury felt the same way too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't see how it helps the, of course, the Jackley campaign has come up with a statement saying, well, you know, on the payment side, that all goes through finance or whatever division mm-hmm. or, or bureau it just, that it goes through, you know, it gets stuck in the, the, the pipes and pier. 
Um, but, you know, when uh, the former agent, you know, then releases emails saying that, you know, the attorney general has been briefed and has weighed in and there was, you know, talks of settlements with non-disparage agreements. That was maybe as as damaging in terms of a political standpoint that they were trying to get her to say, I won't I won't say anything bad when they're in the middle of this campaign. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, um, you know, your sort of political conspiracy wheels start turning, you know, if all of this is happening suddenly after um, she's spotted sitting at the gnome table or sitting near the congresswoman Mm -hmm. at, I'm assuming, a Lincoln Day dinner. Lincoln Day dinner in Brown County. It's the only time time those people are in the same room with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it... uh, yeah, I mean, it could be it could be political. I would like to, you know, give the attorney general the benefit of the doubt that, you know, um, that it is just sort of, you know, clogged up. But, you know, the timeline seems to be you know, suggesting, you know, it's you certainly know, it certainly it certainly isn't helping um, in the last week and a half before the primary. Right. And especially when the congresswoman in the, in the Kello debate the other night, um, you know, talks about transparency and how settlements you know, should be open, mm-hmm. you know, that costs taxpayers over a million dollars. And unless um, there's a need to protect a victim, and in the, this deta- case, the details should be open. In this case, the victim is the one who's bringing it all. Yeah. Um, and it seemed like a bad situation. I mean, yeah, this was bad behavior on a lot of levels. Uh, they uh, kicked her out of the law enforcement dormitory. They all these things to try and get her to quit. And she wouldn't quit. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, not a not a good situation, um, you know. To it seems for like anyone really. It really seems like the somebody in the AG's office was trying to protect the sheriff in or the it's a sheriff's department. Yeah, 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 yeah. in Brown County. Yeah. But you you have to kind of judge for yourself because there's no evidence of collusion <laughs> <laughs> no i mean it, you know and there isn't and you know i mean you know is it just the attorney general's office that's implicated or is it specific you know just the office in general or is it specifically the attorney mm-hmm. general is marty jackley you know right. that's where that's where i think you know the truth is probably someplace in the middle but you're right the timing is really bad yeah the timing exactly. the timing is the timing is not good because um, uh uh let's just say this the congresswoman uh she plays with a sharp elbow yeah. Yeah, she uh I mean she's a formidable foe. I mean she took down a popular uh sitting um congresswoman and well in the primary. In the primary. Well in the primary she she put up a really good primary fight against, you know, a couple of really, really well known hard campaigners as well back yep. in twenty ten. And basically, I don't want to say out of nowhere, but kinda out of nowhere. And it's she's never lost, has she? No, she's I, never to, to my knowledge. No, I, but I haven't looked at her. I don't know if she ever ran for state legislature once and yeah. lost. Or, so June fifth, that's coming up. It's right around the corner. Um, wh- what's your uh, what? What's your gut tell you right now? I'm not. You know, not, you know, nobody ever wants to pick sides. But what's? How's it leaning, Tony? I would say no. I would say yeah. it's leaning pretty hard. No, okay. at this point. We'll have to do a prediction show. Um, we will have to do a prediction <laughs> prediction show. That'd be um, awesome. I'll yeah, just that, get everybody on the phone that's yeah. on this show on a regular <laughs> basis, and we'll just go around the horn. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be fun. Or I'd have an email in. We'll figure that. That's a great idea. It is. Yeah. What's, what's just, the winner get? Uh, lifetime appointment as a guest host on the Patrick Lally show. As long as it's not a new board or commission, then that's okay. <laughs> no, it'll be fine. <laughs> There'll be no boards or commissions. Uh, 
We're going to uh, play a little before Clash for you, and then we're going to come right back, and we're going to talk more with Joni Reese, Republican political consultant, about, oh, know, we'll talk about the House race a little bit, maybe yeah. some, we'll go back to Trump just for fun, just for giggles, as we <laughs> like to say. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 447 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And that, in fact, was not the Clash. So we're gonna. I ran out of Clash music, but that's nah. okay because we're talking to Tony Reese, Republican political consultant. I have one left. I've, I've, I have one left. So we have to wait for the end of the show. For that. <laughs> uh, we have been. We've talked about the governor's race. We talked a little bit about Trump. Uh, let's chat briefly about the uh, Republican con- uh, primary for Congress. Um, it's been, you know, not low key. But no real fireworks there, right? It certainly has been more low-key than I think a lot of people were expecting um, it to be. I think certainly the fireworks have mostly been on the gubernatorial side. Um, But, you know, in a three-way race with, uh, you know, two people who've got probably fairly high name ID, the Mm -hmm. Secretary of State and uh, former PUC commissioner turned former uh, chief of staff turned... uh, current private sector employee yeah. i'm not sure no, what he he's, does he he's works. a private sector employee yeah um so vice president of development so, yeah, whatever dusty does now when he's not campaigning um and then a uh, you know the dark horse and um you know and a virtual unknown and uh and senator tapio which i always find his ads to be uh odd when he says that he's not a politician he plays the trump i'm not a politician he goes i'm not a politician hi i'm senator neil tapio <laughs> um i i would have if i was i would have just said just say you're neil tapio yeah I, I mean you can't say i'm not a politician and then use a political title um who is financing his own campaign he is and that's that? yeah. one hundred fifteen thousand yeah. dollars or whatever he's loaned yeah. his campaign and that's uh that's admirable i mean good for him for being able to do it i mean i think that uh, who would uh, whenever i see somebody do that i think are you crazy Something I would do. I don't have that kind of money sitting around. <laughs> I mean, or, it just well, means you don't want to work hard raising money, right? Like it, <laughs> it could be that, or it could be that you know you're coming in late to the game. You're coming in at a deficit, and you need to make it up, and you need to make it up quick, and you've got the resources, uh, you know, to be able to do it. And we had a, we've got the president mostly self-financed his mm-hmm. campaign, and so it it can be done. It just it's very expensive. Um, very expensive to do. Yeah, well, I mean, for somebody in a congressional race, in uh, a lot of times you'd have to put up a million dollars. In South Dakota, he's not exactly running away with it, so a hundred thousand is maybe not that big a deal. But to me, that's a lot of money. To most people, it's a lot of money, and it is a lot of money. I'm it's, just shocked by that. Yeah, I just, yeah, and it's. I mean, it's enough uh, seed money, I think, to get him, you know. To be, signs to signs and to be a player in the primary, and then you know if he ends up winning, which I don't think uh, I don't think he will, but uh, I think the idea is there. Okay, then the regular forces will come out and they will donate to the endorsed Republican candidate. And so, in a small state like this, with a you know a, a small primary electorate, you know, mm-hmm. one hundred fifteen thousand dollars in self financing get you pretty far. Who votes? Who's going to vote in, in the primary? Republican. It's a closed primary, so only Republicans can vote. And obviously, the, the short answer is Republicans. But who actually turns out in a Republican primary? Who's the typical voter? That's a, that's a good question. The typical voter, I think, is uh, sort of a, a cross between your party delegates for the convention in June 
definitely go and vote. However mm-hmm. many delegates uh, there, I should know that I am one. Um, plus, people who uh, genuinely like the candidate of their choice, and then there's going to be just people who just vote generally in, you know, primary elections that you know might not pay as close of attention as sort of the the party delegate um, class of people, but are paying close enough attention to to kind of know where each of these candidates are standing on on the issues that matter to Republican voters. The um, It's a small number, though. Ultimately, yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty small number. It's a pretty small number. Um, I haven't taken a deep dive into... I haven't looked recently. Yeah, either, but, but it's you know, certainly smaller than the general. Do you think that in, the, in those primaries that West River ends up with uh, a little more influence in a primary than they do in a general not that they're insignificant or anything like that but there's a lot of republicans out there there are a lot of republicans west river there are a lot of republicans um here though too in Mm -hmm. east river i mean it's we're a very republican state it's um but yeah it's you know any sort of per capita influence east river versus west river would be something that fascinating to see uh one of the great uh, political scientists up at south dakota state university take a look at (laughs) for any for any uh it's it's going the other way um the uh so let's talk about the midterms then in a broader sense okay because these elections are part of the midterms the the sense is that you know a republican in either of those races has starts with a, a a large advantage but what of the national scene uh, we keep going back and forth in terms of who's got momentum. Uh, if if Trump writes the ship, that's great for Republicans. Uh, if it's some sort of spinning out of control deal where he can't stay on message, then that's bad. Uh, wh- what's your sense of who's got the up? And, I, you know, you're a Republican. So what what are the Republicans' chances to hold either the Senate or their House in the midterms? Republicans, I think, are going to hold the Senate, and I think that they're actually going to pick up seats in the Senate. I, you've got some very um, – uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, There's some vulnerable. Thank you, vulnerable. I was going to say yeah. volatile, but vulnerable. That too. <laughs> A lot of volatile can- candidates out there on both sides, but uh, vulnerable candidates. Um, you look to Heidi Heitkamp uh, in North Dakota, Claire McCaskill in Missouri – Two right off the top of your Mm -hmm. head, those are very Republican states. Those are states that the president still enjoys immense popularity. They voted against the most popular uh, legislative package on tax reform to come on. The people love that, and it's done wonders, I believe, for the economy. And so they're going to have some trouble, I think, explaining that vote away, um, you know, this summer leading into November. And so those are two opportunities for for pickup. I think that— uh, looking to Montana is another pretty good opportunity for uh, Repu- for Republicans to pick that seat up as well, um, especially with uh, a Senator Tester's role and um, uh, the VA uh, gentleman who was administered or um, nominated yeah. and, and all that stuff. So uh, it's going to be very interesting, and it's it's only going to get uh, more heated. So. Tony, I, I hope you'll you'll come back. I will. It's uh, 92 degrees or something like that outside. It's only going to get hotter as the summer goes on. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, uh, Dakota happy to come Fest, back. Thanks uh, for having State me. State Fair, yeah. all of that good stuff. Uh, Tony Reese, he is a Republican political consultant, friend of the show, uh, cotton candy aficionado, and wearer of many sweaters. Not today, though. Not Tony, today. Thanks a lot. Thank you. We'll be right back, and we're going to finish up the show and send you off into your weekend. This is Information 1000. K-S-O-O. 
4.58 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. And we're done. We're going to go out with some Clash, of course. We'll be back on Tuesday with a whole new show. You're going to want to be here. But in the meantime, have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe, all right? Just don't do anything silly. But have a great time. I'll see you out there. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO.